welcome to the For You Potty. Oh, excuse me, for your information, potty, y'all. I have a cold. I definitely apologize. This is not the normal me. I have a special guest today. This is a person I've known since we were little kids. This is Pamela. Pamela, introduce yourself. Hello, thank you for having me on here. And yes, I've known her forever, really. Um, and my name is Pamela. And I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thanks for coming on today. So, um, this is probably the most delayed the pod has been. I did a podcast like two weeks ago with my friend Meg, and then that same day my computer just broke. And so I have a podcast there, and you know, if you have a MacBook, that whole situation of getting your computer fixed is not the easiest. One, I don't have Apple care because I've never broken any of my Apple products, so I didn't feel the need to have insurance. So now I'm like, damn, I need to get it. But I haven't seen a genius or sent my computer off, but they said it takes like two months to get your computer back. And so I had to go out and buy this Chromebook and I'm not used to it. So I was telling Pamela earlier, like, yo, I don't know how to really use this. So please bear with me because I'm only used to working on a MacBook. Um, so that's what we're going through. I've been sick for like a week as well. I think everybody's getting sick right now. Um, it's really allergy season as well, and it is not good. I have like a sinus infection. I had a headache for 24 hours straight. I just was hoping like if God want to take me, take me because I can, I don't know how many pills I popped. I'm being so serious. The worst headache, and it was just all in my face and my eye. No joke. Y'all, please go see your doctors. Get some Flonase. Get some Amoxicillin. Any drugs you can get to help for your sinuses, do it, okay? But that's how my week has been. Um, how has your week been, Pamela? Oh, it's been good. Um, I work all week, basically. <laughs> so, just adulting, really. Um, I have an office job, and it's remote. So, I'm grateful I don't have to be around so many people because I get sick very easily. And I had COVID at the end of, well, not the end, the beginning of this year, actually. And I'm grateful that I didn't need to go to the hospital or anything. I did have to do a virtual appointment to get some antibiotics. Um, but other than that, when it comes to my health, um, it's been okay. I have, like, other issues going on that have to do with my disability diagnosis that I've had since forever um but other than that it's been a great week and yeah it's like really honestly the highlight of my week <laughs> because I was really excited to uh, be part of this podcast and talk with you oh it's so sweet thank you saying because I was like I don't want to cancel because I was feeling like I'm probably gonna and I hate going to the hospital Unless I absolutely need to. Going now, I feel like, is a waste. Like, the doctor doesn't even have to touch me and I get a bill in the mail. Like, what's the point of me having insurance? Right. So, why are you letting me in the back if you know I'm going to have to pay something? Tell me what I got to pay so I can go home without knowing I'm going to get a bill in the mail. So, 
I was just like, it threw everything off me getting sick because it did delay everything. But I was like, I definitely want this to happen now because then next weekend I'm be too busy, and then the following weekend I'm gonna be in Chicago for. Um, I'm not sure you heard of this. It's called the Sueños Fest. It's oh, a festival. No. That sounds exciting. Um, it's gonna be my first Latin concert, so I am excited. Okay. And you know, I'm gonna be out there. Um, Jay Balvin's gonna be there. Oh wow. Yes. Um, dang, I'm blanking out on his name. Um oh, he has that one song. Um Ozuna, he's gonna be there too. Okay. Um those Where's are... no bad bunny. He's not there. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to say. I'm like, if that bunny's there, oh my god, he's so lucky because I'm obsessed. I'm oh. a fangirl. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was like, cause uh, my friend Gregory, he was um, for some um, he was like, hey, well, come. I was like, uh, sure. Like, why not? I'm always down to go to any type of concert. So when he was like, let's go, and one, I'm a little bit disappointed that I don't see any women on the lineup. There's no girls. Oh, okay. And I was just like, I'm looking for like a Carol G, a Becky G. Oh, yes. Like, you know, a Rosalia. Nobody. Uh, and yeah. so I was just like, and this is in Chicago? Okay. So they kind of disappointed me when I didn't see any girls. But when I saw Joe Balvin, you know, I put my hair behind my ear and I said, Zaddy? <laughs> he is so fine. I love him, even though he's been in a lot of nonsense these past couple of years. I feel like he can always learn and grow. He just doesn't have the right people around him. Let's just say that. Yeah, and you know, I know, like, in, I'm in the Latinx community, and unfortunately, a lot of—I mean, it's not an excuse. You know, we should always uh, educate ourselves and our best to unlearn things that we've been taught but definitely in the Latinx community there is some colorism and uh, a lot of internalized um, I guess I would say it's unfortunate that many do try to assimilate themselves a little bit too much and they forget their roots and then it, it gets messy Especially if you get a platform and if you still have those toxic um, things that you've been taught, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just gets really messy. So definitely, I, I've seen it a lot, not just with celebrities, but in my life where I'm like, oh, you know, let's, let's, let's educate ourselves. And, yeah. Um, Let's not categorize people, and uh, and also if you are Afro-Latino, um, I know that it's very unfortunate that they sometimes feel isolated because there's intersectionality. You know, you can be black and Latino mm-hmm. at the same time, and I can definitely see a divide, and it's just really unfortunate when. You know, people like him have a platform, and they're still in that mindset, and they just want to have to take time to unlearn that. And so, as long as you take the time to educate yourself and not get defensive, because that happens a lot too. But yeah. they get defensive, and they're like, "Oh no, I'm not racist or whatever." But 
and you take the time to educate yourself and acknowledge like, oh yeah, that was wrong with me, then, you know, just move forward in a positive way instead of getting defensive. Yes, very true. And I think a lot of people, even with the, um, like, even like, like Latinos and, um, Hispanics, and even with, um, like, um, West Indies, like Caribbean people like me and African Americans, there's like a thing. Cause, like, growing up, anytime people would see me, be like, oh, you're black. And I'm like, yeah, but technically, I'm, you know, ethnically I'm not black because you know <laughs> this is what it is and so it's hard for people to understand because then you know they've been taught you know if you're not African American then you know you're straight from Africa and it's like there's other places people right. come from you know <laughs> like, the world is so big I know the world is massive and it's always weird when it's hilarious when you all just see like uh, when you would see like black people speaking a different language the first thing was like oh where are you from you're not from america and it's like oh a lot of people can be because a lot of my family they live in the dominican republic you speak spanish it's it's a natural thing for a lot of haitians to speak spanish and creole it's just like that and i know a lot of people who are born like a lot of people right now a lot of people like left haiti and go who live in brazil and chile their thing is to now look what learn what Spanish Portuguese because they're living there and it's always hilarious to see people be like oh, you're not black it's like no baby a lot of people are Afro Latinos that right. thing works or a lot of people just learn other languages that's a different topic a different story but yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, we went from like music to like some deep stuff I know. <laughs> I know, like, it's literally, it's a small world, but at a big world at the same time. But what has been happening on in America right now? Um, the same nonsense. Um, the major thing that's going on right now is the Roe v. Wade. I personally am not against abortion because I feel that the men, and for some reason, it's always some type of men who's never had a period, who's right. never experienced. I'm not saying men cannot be sexual assaulted because men can, and there has been men who have been sexually assaulted. But for men who have never put themselves in women's situations or put themselves in women's shoes, have the audacity to open them thin-ass lips and say, mm, I don't think y'all should be getting abortions and it's like oh that's very hilarious because i'm pretty sure half of these men in congress half of the men in the senate have side chicks and made them get abortions because they're married but that's a different subject i prefer if everybody that's why i was just like america's supposed to be this great place but for some reason y'all want to try to control everything and everything people are doing with their bodies and then there's the whole conversation. Why don't you just go to adoption? Oh, that's a great thing. But are the people in Congress and the people in the Senate adopting the kids that's in foster care? They're not doing that. So you're saying, oh, adoption, adoption. But you realize you're putting kids into a system 
and then there's not too many kids getting adopted so then they fall into this pattern of just going to foster home from foster home to group home to group home they're basically being raised by the system because they were most likely parent was forced not to board and i'm pretty sure the child was like i would prefer to not have been here because now i have this traumatic messed up childhood i'm not from the foster care system i i do know people who have been in the foster care system and it's not easy because you never know when you're gonna have to just pack up all your stuff and go to another home and not having stability is something that for me as a person is scary but i'm pretty sure as a child it's even more nerve-wracking so i'm just like mm, why is this all of a sudden and i feel like biden that old man over there he got a lot of nerve we're not asking about anything we said erase student loans and you're coming with a lot of bs right now <laughs> i'm like sir this is not what we discuss when a lot of us voted you in we don't want student loans we ask for better health care all of a sudden russia come out of nowhere bombing ukraine you came in office and it's just been hell there's no formula nowhere to be found it's i don't know what it is i'm blaming biden for all of it that's the only person i can blame right now it's, i have nothing to do with it that's the major thing that's going on within society right now do you have like a opinion you want to give on like the roe v wade or what do you think about the whole situation yeah sure um in regards to i mean i am just poor choice and do what you gotta do <laughs> to you know live and survive because i mean for one thing no one is anyone who is pro-choice really no one is saying that you know use abortion as a form of birth control mm -hmm. you know um or just be out here getting abortion left and right but it's more so of just having that resource in case you need it and having it available for everyone not just the rich they're having it available for everyone in a time of need mm -hmm. because it's the same as you know we have um a fire department you know a neighborhood or whatever mm -hmm. it doesn't mean there's going to be a fire going on every five minutes it's just there as a resource just in case yeah. you your health is on fire or whatever so that's how i see abortion is like it's just a resource just in case you need it and you know it's just also a thing when it comes to um not just being sexually assaulted but yeah. sometimes things happen you know and especially i even have seen this where you know 13 year olds they don't they're not taught about mm -hmm. safe sex and sex positivity and they do it thinking, you know, this one time, and then now they're pregnant at 13. Yeah. And so that can be scary of having a child when you're still a child yourself. So situations like that can happen. 
And when it comes to sexual assault, you know, uh, especially those with disabilities, there are like, I think twice more likely to be sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's also another topic in regards to abortion should be available for everyone, really. Um, because, and it doesn't really matter the reason either. And, and here, that is what it comes down to of, uh, you know, mind your business. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, mind your business of, like, why people are doing what they're doing. As long as they are doing it in a safe space, that's what matters. Because making it illegal is very dangerous. Not for, because people are going to be getting abortions one way or another. But also, there's, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, if there's also saying that if you miscarry, they have the right to investigate mm-hmm. if, yeah. if it was a possible abortion type of situation. And you can also get arrested. Yes. So, like, let's say you're going through this traumatic experience of a miscarriage. And then now you're dealing with you're at risk of going to prison until they figure out if it was an actual miscarriage situation or did you have an abortion and it's illegal. So that's also going to be causing more trauma in our society when it comes to miscarriages, which is already a traumatic experience in itself. Yeah, it's very true. Yep, I forgot about that part there. And yeah, then, and then making abortion legal or making it harder to access. Okay, but deep down, like how you mentioned, when people have the money, they're going to find a way to afford to get a doctor to do it in their house. <laughs> like, okay. they'll be able to do that, you know? And, and so that's what is crazy to me is what they're doing is a tactic of hurting people of color and those who are working class or in the poverty line. That's what they're trying to do, is controlling that. And then mm-hmm. if you're going to make abortion illegal and just take away that resource, well, then you should have resources to help pay for babies, you know? Like healthcare and making daycare affordable or free if you qualify um, because of your income. You know, all these other resources, there's no, there's not that much resource out there when it comes to creating a family. Yeah. Because having children is expensive. <laughs> like, you know, children are blessing or whatever, but it's expensive. So, you're out here not wanting um women or just people with uteruses to have an abortion, then you we should provide more resources to uh, for families to have the baby and for the baby to be in a safe and healthy environment. See, that's the thing. They're not thinking all the way through on what reversing the role we laid does to women especially 
um, I had saw, I forgot what was the percentage, but I saw an article and it was just saying like, it's mainly white women that get abortions. And I was like, well, if you think about it, it makes sense. Because when I think about it, there's a lot of, um, and the people who say, like, if you, why keep having kids if you can't afford them? A lot of people, people of color, like, black people, brown people, just do not personally believe in abortion. A lot of people don't. So you will see a lot of people with a lot of kids because they're just like, I personally just can't you know, go through the abortion, but there's a lot of white women that do have abortions. And for some reason, they want to keep that number on the low. And it's just like, at the same time, we have to really sit and reevaluate. So let's do it. A lot of the women that do get abortions, either doing it for financial reasons, um, they may have been sexually assaulted, or it's in the case where sometimes married women be doing stuff too. Let's not lie. Yeah, that's okay too. That's why I said at the beginning, it doesn't matter what's the reason for the abortion. You know, sometimes we already have one kid and that's what you want. And you get pregnant, well, then you have an abortion. Yes. I think they were trying to say that men now, I think there's certain states where men have to sign off your husband has to sign off on the abortion. I was like, well, what he got to do with anything I'm going through? It's ridiculous. I just wish that we would focus on more stuff to help society, like, you know, more policies that are for those with disabilities and for those minorities, especially when it comes to education and when it comes to student loans the home market because we all know black and brown people it's 10 times harder for us to get loans when it comes to housing so if we get more policies in that I think the world would be a better place why are we worried about abortion right now let's worry about the housing market right now where rent prices are going up and people are literally about to be homeless because their rent has increased over a thousand dollars. How is my rent gonna increase when my salary doesn't? It's a crazy world right now, and it even makes it ten times worse when people are having to decide. You know, hey, if I gotta keep this baby, I gotta keep it. Now I gotta figure out how I'm going to afford it. You know, so let's just continue to bring positivity to this world, but. That was, like, my main thing because I was, like, it's a very important topic because you think about it. Well, I personally don't think about it too often because I'm, like, I don't like children, so I'm not having none. So I was, like, (laughs) (laughs) but I was just, like, thinking, you know, for my, like, for, like, friends and stuff who have kids. I was, like, you know, you're on your third one, fourth one comes. What you want to do with it? You know, just saying. Those are options out there. But um, today... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm definitely I'm the bad friend that's like you gonna keep it I am that friend I'm not gonna lie I'm that friend that's like you gonna keep it I apologize I know I know but um no really I mean that's that's fair especially if you're always stressing about 
That's the thing. People are just like kids. It's not about money. I'm like, it kind of is because you can give a child all the love in the world. But if a child is living in a shelter, they're going to notice some things. You know, if a child misses a meal, they're going to notice things. Okay, because children are able to pick up on stuff. But I just hope everybody, I just hope everyone the best. Let's just put put it at that. world peace okay um today um uh, i brought my good friend pamela on because not gonna lie y'all i have been through it's not like um a like uh how would you say it it's not like a like i'm gonna kill myself type of depression it's more of like a damn i feel like i'm wasting so much time and the clock is ticking type of depression you know you feel like you're so far away from what your goals are and um, one thing I've really stopped doing is, like, um, getting on. What I do right now is I just follow a lot of celebrities on Instagram because I'm just like, um, how do you put it like this? I'm like, I don't have an expectation for them because I'm more of like, oh, let me see what their aesthetics is like because I really don't follow people, like, you know, I went to school with and things like that. I do follow them, but I minimize, like, my viewing of them because I don't want to do that comparison of, like, dang, you know, this is what they're doing and this is what I'm doing. So I've minimized, like, that following so I don't compare myself because I had made... I saw a TikTok, Pamela. Was it your TikTok or somebody else's? I think it was yours. What was it about? It was about... I think it was somebody else's you posted. It may have just been a story on your Instagram. Um, It was about uh, discrimination within, like, hiring oh yes um i mean i did do a video about that yeah i think i I saw it from you and it like triggered me to um speak on that because i was like um i was going through this thing mind you i have a job right now and i hate it but i honestly realized i probably would hate every job i ever have because it's (laughs) oh i'm pretty sure but mind you, I'm like, I finished school. I have my master's in public administration. It's not a big deal. But society tells us education is very important. If you want to succeed in this world and live comfortable and be financially stable, go to school. What do we do? Right. Go to school. Not all of us have acquired student loans debt that I know I'm probably never going to pay back unless I unfortunately have to get married, okay? And that's probably what I'm going to have to do. So what we do, we keep going to school to like, you know, to rise to this, what is it, the career ladder that we want to get to the point where we're like, I'm making 90 to maybe 80 to 90 grand a year. That's comfortable. I'm not going to make that. excuse and I was just like mind you this is like between February April I kid you not I want to say I sent out about 150 applications I kid you not between February April 
between February, April, March included. That's I'm trying to explain. March included. Um, that's how much time I had, you know, spent doing my applications, and I sent out 150. And when I tell you I was getting like, no, 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 no. I'm like, damn. What am I doing wrong? So I was just like, um, okay. Uh, what is it? So I get one interview. And then I get ghosted. Was it in person? No, it was uh, via Zoom. It was for a job in Chicago. Because, you know, I was like, oh, I'm doing... I gotta get back to Chicago. I just love the environment. I loved it. I love living there. I'm going back. So I was like, oh, awesome. And I was like, yeah, I really appreciate y'all. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I answered it. I'm like, I have no experience in this field. But I'm just like, how can you get any experience when no one's going to hire you so you can get experience? Which really bothers me. That's one issue. And so I emailed, like, because they were like, oh, we want the position to start, like, early May. This is, like, end of March when I got the email to interview. And so I was like, okay. So then three weeks passed. And so I emailed the recruiter lady. And I was just like, hey, I'm just following up. See what's going on. And so she was like, yeah, there was a lot of people that interviewed. And uh, one of the members, because it was like a panel of three people that I was interviewing with, had been on vacation. So it kind of delayed the whole interviewing. This was April 12th when I emailed her. What month is it now? I heard nothing back. I heard nothing back. And so, um, so the end of April, it's like half of the end of April, I just didn't apply for anything. I just been like chilling. So I, I applied for one job yesterday, <laughs> but I was getting to the point where I was just like, well, maybe because I was putting, I have a disability on my applications. So then I was like, I'm probably getting automatically knows. And so I was like, let me stop putting I have a disability and see if that changes anything. It didn't change anything. And so I'm just like, I want to know who else goes through this. So do you feel like when you're applying for jobs, if you're putting you have a disability, you're not getting response versus you don't? Do you feel like there's a difference or is it really just your resume that stands out? I, well, in my experience, um, I could, it was night and day difference mm-hmm. because at the beginning I was, whenever I was applying, um, because I left, um, a job that I had last year, actually I had two jobs, but we're, we're not, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I, two, I left two jobs last year. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Adios. <laughs> I don't care what it takes, but it needs to be remote. 
And so that limited me of the options that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, you're taken away, you know, in person. Now you have a certain amount of opportunities that you have left. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, I, I could totally tell that there's a lot less remote opportunities and they're a little bit more strict as well, which I understand. They try to make sure they can trust you that you don't do the job at home. You're not out here taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so at the beginning, I was trying, I mean, it, it sucks to say, but I felt like if I don't put I have a disability at the beginning, I feel like I'm lying, but not really because we shouldn't feel the need to disclose anything mm-hmm. if we don't want to. But I was disclosing, disclosing at the beginning in the applications that I have a disability. And I wouldn't get nothing back, not even, I was like, oh, no, thank you. Nothing. <laughs> like, absolutely not. We're not even going to waste our time going to know. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. I guess I'll get the memo like that, like crickets. And then, or sometimes every now and then, they would respond like a month later and say, hey, you know, we appreciate your time, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Let's do a little test because I have a bachelor's degree in sociology. And I'm all about, like, data and, like, how society perceives certain things. Yeah. And does switching certain um, patterns affects an outcome. So I was like, ooh, let's do, let's do a little test. So I stopped putting I have a disability on the applications. And let me tell you, it made a huge difference. I was yeah. like... Oh, so y'all really obvious. We just couldn't. <laughs> oh, know, so big like, facts. I can't even hide it at this point. Um, and a, a few times they're kind of like, they tried to consider me and then they're like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Which that was fine, but at least I got some type of interaction, you know, not just like crickets. And then um, the opportunity that I'm in right now, the job that I'm in, um, it, I thought they were going, I thought it was going to be a dead end because when I applied, like, um, it literally was probably a whole month until I heard anything back. And during that time, I was still applying for positions as much as I could. And then um, they called me for just a little chat to see mm-hmm. if I'm still interested and I said yes and then they scheduled me for an interview it was a zoom interview and then um that same day they're like the manager wants to speak to you and I'm like oh, okay and after that meeting with the manager yeah <gasps> fucking bitch sorry y'all we had some uh, technical difficulties on my end. I apologize. But Pamela was stating uh, you had got, um, you they wanted you to speak with the manager with your new job. Yes. And then, um, yeah, and then now I've been there since May. And March. Yeah, since March. Since March. Okay. But it took them like a month to contact you? Yeah. 
So I go into the new job, and it turned out to be good. I'm like, okay, everything's good. And it wasn't 100% what I like had in mind of my career dream, but yeah, what you want to do. It, part of it was like, okay, it's about you know providing resources to the community, and um, I get to practice my Spanish skills because I don't get to speak Spanish that much nowadays. So I'm like, okay, cool. So then, like, I can't that, like, the third week or something like that, the elevator broke down. What? In the building. <laughs> and for anyone who don't know, when they're listening to this podcast, I use the wheelchair. I can't walk or stand at all. So I rely 100% on elevators and my chair. So where I worked was on the second floor. And I couldn't go to work for like all whole week because the elevator was broken. And they were like, oh, we're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Um, thankfully, I was still getting paid um, that week. And they would just give me like um, these quizzes and training videos to do in the meantime, which I had to do anyways. But they're like, we have something that you can do to document that you're like, air quotes, still working, you know, mm-hmm. justify the situation. So I was grateful for that. that. I'm like, okay, I can at least still get paid because it is not my fault. Because that was like my main concern of like, it's not my fault. I can't go to work because the elevator is broken down. Yeah. And so that was great. And then... Once that was resolved, they were kind of like, yeah, the elevator typically has issues, but it's just too expensive to redo the whole thing. And they kind of said it without saying it, that I'm the first person to work there with a disability. And I was Mm. shocked because I kind of already knew, they're like, not you basically out of here <laughs> like we didn't think this would happen like okay but what about so you're basically not hiring social disabilities because say that y'all didn't, yeah just just say that and you're like oh we just didn't expect this to happen situation. and so i'm like ooh, not the evilism environment so then i was like okay you know i was just trying to stick it out and then um, my only source of transportation right now is a van that we use in my boyfriend's family. They have mm. a van. So that van broke down for mm. like a few days. So I had to rent an expensive rental van to get to work. But I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll be spending, like, the majority of my check this time around to get to work, but that's fine. And then, <laughs> it's like, there are just so many signs that this job is not going to work out. And then the environment was, unfortunately, really bad. Um, like, the job that I was doing is very sensitive. Where you can, like, go to prison if 
because it, it was healthcare. Let's just say that. Mm. And what we were doing is very, like, serious stuff. And there will be situations where my coworker, there was this, like, this coworker, especially one, who she would throw anyone under the bus when, even if they were just there at that time, but they didn't do anything, she would name them out and get you in trouble. And then uh, there will be situations where, um, they would be all in, all in their phones or joking around, and I would be the only one with all these patients by myself. And then I would get kind of like, I would get attitudes of like, oh, you're not quick enough, where I'm like, I'm the only one doing this. I'm doing like everybody's job. So I don't know if it's because I was new yeah. or they're taking advantage because I'm disabled or they were trying to find a way for me to resign of like just going oh, too much yeah. with all these accommodations that she needs all the time. I don't know, but it felt like definitely I was not welcomed and appreciated. So then I, I left and it was risky because um, I didn't have a job in life at that time, like the last time. And I was terrified because I was like, man, I have to get it together. Um, and then I, also around that time, I no longer qualified to uh, get back on SSI or anything like that because they count the last few months. So they still count it as like, you still have money when like, no, I'm not getting any more income going on anymore. But they still count the last few months. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like, and then now I have this opportunity, this job, and so far so good. I am really comfortable there. I do feel welcomed. Um, I definitely have seen all types of people work for this company. Um, and it's remote, so I don't have to go in the word. I don't have to worry about accessibility or asking for accommodation mm-hmm. because I have access to what I need. Um, so yeah, so far so good. But it was very stressful because, you know, when you have a disability, I basically if you have a disability, you know what's going on in the yeah. workforce. Let's just say that. Because people still think, you know, oh it's twenty twenty two, you know, and you know how like that disclaimer that they have in these applications. Yeah. They don't discriminate discriminate so your disability or Yeah, they like this little disclaimer, right? To cover themselves, but me and other people that I know who have disabilities, they have needed to stop disclosing they have a disability to at least get an interview. Yeah. So I feel like that's the only way, like, for you to actually um, get some type of employment is to. excuse me well all the jobs that i had in the past i've all they're all in person um because you know it's like before covid um but they all knew and i was like i'm very grateful that y'all hired me and i never i just hated the job it's all call center jobs i've hated them 
customer service jobs are the worst. But I feel like today, um, I feel like because now, you know, I'm totally relying like 100% and I'm pretty sure you are too on like your education because it's like, isn't the American dream all about uh, having all these degrees and stuff? Well, I got them. I got them. So where's where's my uh you know, where's my accolades like where's where's my job that I'm supposed to be having for getting you know all these degrees, so like I'm really relying on like, my degrees and stuff. So I'm like, oh, it's really gonna help out. So I'm like, now that they see like you know I have a big girl you know, <sighs> like, I'm not saying like all colleges are school or school wherever you go to college is where you go to college but I had like assumed in my head because you know going to like undergrad I was like if I go to a D1 school I'm gonna have like out the gate a great opportunity because our schools on national tv you know us I'm like oh yeah they're gonna be like oh somebody's gonna know somebody from that school and be like yeah I can vouch you know you're not gonna know them personally but oh everybody from that school is a great person no, uh-huh. so that didn't help me out going to D one school. Um, did nothing, but I realized it was just like stop putting like now today. I just stopped putting. I have it on there, and I haven't seen much of a difference. But I honestly think in my head I was just like, oh, it has to be my resume. But I'm just like, they're gonna be like, you don't have any experience. Well, fucking duh. Look at all of the jobs I have. Uh-huh. They have nothing to do with. What I went to school for and if like and that's why I like my cousin and everybody tell me all the time like maybe you're not supposed to be working maybe you just gotta like find your niche and not work for anybody because it, like it doesn't work out every time I'm like I know I feel like there is a place where I'll probably be happy and I'm pretty sure you feel that way too uh-huh. it's just the way society views average people they have a better way of just getting out there and going because shit, I'd love to go and intern at the Capitol Hill because I'm pretty sure if I had a mom and dad who made money who could pay for me to go to the summer you know of work without having to stress where money's coming from to intern at the Capitol Hill I probably have a better you know luck being able to get more career opportunities but I don't, and that's the other thing. People with disabilities, you don't have too many opportunities like average people have, and so right. we're working ten times harder. And it's just like when I stress to people, like the things like we get, like when we complete stuff, people are like, "Well, why are you treating yourself?" I'm like, "I'm treating myself because half the shit I've done, excuse my French, half the shit I've done and accomplished." you couldn't accomplish on a good day, okay? Right. (laughs) Average people, like, you couldn't touch me even if you had $3. I'm way, we're we're surpassed you. Like, we work 10 times harder than you because society, and it's like, I was, I was doing, um, like, sometimes Pam, uh, Pam is, uh, Dr. Pam, Epley, excuse me, she, um, (laughs) Uh, she sometimes will ask me she works in Chicago and she would sometimes ask me like guest lecture for like her students that were like gonna be teaching special education 
they were in like um what's those programs called uh it's like teachers for america but like a different version like if you're doing like special education but it was basically like teachers for america and and i thought that was like really cool and i was like yeah and i'm like if you're teaching little kids because i said like especially when you're young you're very impressionable so i was like yeah it's best to like be better and like help children when they're younger because then when we get older then we can adjust better because i'm like if we were taught things when we were younger it wouldn't take us so much longer to adjust i was telling pam i said i honestly sometimes would rather be considered black versus having a disability because at least i'd have some type of respect from people because then when you're like put in the disability you're like oh well sympathy and a whole bunch of the nonsense they don't even consider you human half the times if we're being honest right so i was just like i honestly would prefer being called just black because then you're not gonna you're still gonna kind of hold me to some type of regard because if you put discipline in it, it's just a lot harder for me to get any type of opportunities. And it's not been a good time. It's been very stressed out, and I feel like... But also, I want to recognize there's also a lot of people who don't have disability, average people, who have also difficult times getting jobs. But at the end of the day, they also have the ability to go pick up a part-time at um H&M, go pick up a part-time right. at a restaurant, you know? Or Uber. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, what's it called? DoorDash and all these things. That's what my boyfriend and I were talking about because he also has a disability and his friends, you know, whenever they need a little extra money or whatever, maybe, you know, DoorDashing or Uber Eats and as a side thing, and we don't have that option. We can't just hop in a car and, you know, Instacart, you know, that little side money. We don't have that opportunity. So, yeah, I'm just like, so that's one of the things that just, within society, there's a lot that definitely needs to change. That's why I'm like, oh, this is why I'm going to school to get my education so I can be one of those people that work on policies but what am I doing? Not any of that. That's why I was like, society has just this one view of seeing life and you see it definitely when it comes to like you know, sex and racism but then when we turn a blind eye to like minorities and people with disabilities, we're, we're basically last on the totem pole when it comes to like creating policies for I was just thinking about um there's a place downtown in Kansas City is called John Big Deck and I tell people all the time like I don't think like an average person indeed I have the ability to you know I'm mobile I have the ability to walk I can you know you know I, I have the ability I can drive and do other things so can't I know that I can do things but I still have a mindset of a person with a disability because I a physical disability is different from you know someone who has um damn I'm trying to think of one 
like a non-physical disability. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, like a cognitive disability? Yeah, like a cognitive disability. Something that you can't see. You're going to get treated differently immediately because they can't see it. They think you're an average person until, you know, the person opens their mouth and explains like, like, hey, I'm a little delayed or I have autism or... And you're like, oh, and then they immediately treat you different. So I'm just like, just don't tell anybody what's going on because, and then I've met people who just like a medium, like, girl, I don't care what's going on. I have people that forgotten even have arms and they're just like, okay, are we going somewhere or we're not? <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's people that you forget and I'm just like, okay. And then, you know, it's just surround yourself with people. But I was like, I was saying, girl, I'm, I'm crazy in my head. Um, there's this place called John's Big Deck. And I think about it all the time. Like, I was telling Pam and everything. It all leads back to, like, your whole elevator situation. And how average people have... I'm talking about the least amount of regards for people with disabilities. The elevator's broken and not one of them took into consideration. Like, hey, we need to get this fixed ASAP. You know, like, those situations, especially, like, when I lived in Chicago, that's why I wanted to go to Chicago, because I said, I don't want to live in Missouri, the city. I feel like Missouri is like a third world country in the United States. They have no type of accessibilities for us at all. When you think about it, when you go to, like, all these restaurants and bars and things, there's no elevators, hella stairs, they don't have any ramps, it's not accessible for anybody there's no type of universal they have everything just designed for average people but in chicago they're like oh we know y'all exist and it's so universal when i was there i felt like amazing when i tell you like the ubers they have ubers just for those with wheelchairs they were redesigning all of their their train stops to make sure they were accessible I'm talking about shutting them down, rebuilding a lot of them because they passed new ones like, hey, we need to revamp these to make them accessible because indeed you have um, escalators, but worse elevators. And when I saw that, I was like so happy, so overwhelmed because I said, we really getting somewhere in society. And then I had to come back to Missouri and I said, I hate average people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. It really bothered me. And that's why when you had mentioned that, I was just like, um, the elevator, I was just like, I really just want to start going somewhere and threatening companies. Like, where is your ADA? Like, are you meeting the qualifications? Are you with the guidelines? That's what I want to start doing. But I'm just like, what do I know? The way society is built right now, they're going to find something and be like, oh, we have a handicap stall. So that is, we're in within the guidelines. Okay. If you say so, I guess. But as I was informing you, it's definitely not easy for us to get jobs. I feel like everybody always says, oh, you get a job every year. It takes me a year just to get a new job, like, honestly. Because yeah. it's so it's such a long and hard process to find somebody that's going to be like, oh, yeah, we definitely think you'll be a great member of this team. I guess so, but not having too much luck, but positive thoughts, I feel like eventually we'll both get the jobs we definitely deserve because 
mm, I don't think any of this is gonna be great for us because definitely going crazy right now but coming to like the closing part um since it is mental health awareness month and as I definitely am sure it I was like I wasn't um I'm gonna say it was like depressed or any uh, I would say it was like it was just a, a spew a little moment because I was just like um what am I doing and so you know just take it I always try to take everything one day at a time uh, because I always try to see the positive in everything. Um, even though it might not be going and it's never always going to go my way, I'll be stressed out off the ass. And because, just as you said, I don't want to leave this job that I have now and like try to pursue what I want to do because life is expensive and it's definitely not easy right now to just try to like pick up and go average people you could do that I can't (laughs) because no (laughs) I come with a lot I'm not saying like medical wise like and it's different because you know everybody has different disabilities I have the amniotic band syndrome I just have my arms are missing my limbs I'm still capable to do a lot more than some and I'm always grateful for that. And then there's our, there are people who are unable to do, you know, who are just bedridden and have to depend on people. And there's still people at the end of the day and they deserve to have rights. They deserve to be respected. And so the issue is when it comes to like mental health right now is social media plays like a big part in that and because I think maybe for me, but also I love seeing people like, you know, graduating. I love seeing people buy houses. I love seeing people move into apartments. I love seeing people move to different cities. Like when you told me you're moving, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, get the hell out of Missouri. I'm like, go far. Like, yes, go. I love seeing people move. I think right now, I think it's the age that's really, I don't know if it's just me, but Ever since I turned 27 this year, I've just been feeling, like, so down. I've just been, like, damn, I'm, like, getting old. I'm like, I know I don't want no children. I don't want no issues, okay? I have a dog. <laughs> and I feel like she adds more stress to that because she don't listen. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I feel like I'm turning into my mom because I be yelling at her all day, every day. Sit down go outside I'm like oh my gosh I'm nagging but I feel like we should be able to be like I was telling my other friend I'm like I feel like I'm gonna have to get a part-time job just to stay above water because I can't afford anything and I'm grateful I'm in my parents house so I don't have rent but I'm trying to move back to Chicago and you need money to you out there versus like when I was in there in 2017, it was okay to have like a little small job, but I need a big girl job. And mentally I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to figure out what I'm doing. And I wasn't comparing myself to anyone because everyone's just, I think everyone is focused on like getting married, having kids and all that. That's not my go-to because I'm not trying to have any of that. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't. I could care less. I'm after the career, and I think, I don't know about you, but do you feel career-wise, 
what you're doing like and it could even just be like social media posting and anything do you feel that you're getting close or maybe somewhere near where you want to be career-wise um for me I'll be honest, I'm definitely, like, when it comes to, like, I do enjoy my job. Um, it's way better than I've had so far. Um, but when it comes to, like, my dream, like, let's say if I had an opportunity to do what I originally intended when I started going to college, yes, yeah. I will take the opportunity. Um, because I'm more of a type of person of, like, disability advocacy. Yeah. And, um, and also uplifting voices, uh, from minorities groups. And I'm kind of, sort of, you know, I, I help people every day. Which is great. So that is what helps me, you know, be sane, I guess, at work. But when it comes to what I want to do long term, I do want to do more advocacy work. Yeah. Um, and so I think what I, I get like my <laughs> air quotes fix or whatever, or what I do to keep doing what I love to do is I incorporate that with my social media content um right now i'm not getting paid um on social media which is fine mm -hmm. um you gotta start from somewhere yeah um but i have been fortunate to be part of uh tiktok um courses and opportunities it's just i have to keep being consistent and getting better at my content yes. um, because I hear this a lot and I know you know people have their beliefs and goals but if you're going to be air quotes an entrepreneur and you're going to sell something or you're building an audience on social media, you can't continue to focus on trying to go viral or trying to get a bunch of followers and views and all that because mm -hmm. I learned that it's better to build a community yeah. than just gain a bunch of followers and going viral because I've seen it. You know, I've seen people go viral that I know. And once they go viral, then they kind of are like, well, what happened? I went viral. Why am I not getting all these yeah. opportunities where okay. mm -hmm. um, I have all these followers, but no one is watching my content? And I noticed it's because, yeah, you can go viral or, you know, be attractive or do all, whatever it is that you're trying to do. But if you're not interacting with your audience and understanding your demographic, then it will be very difficult to build your social media. And so I get really excited 
when I post, especially I'm very active on, on TikTok mm-hmm. and somewhat on Instagram. I'm trying to get into it, but I'm more so on TikTok. It's Hezamela on TikTok, and I get excited when I see the same people support my content. Yeah. And I like that I'm slowly building a community because I still have the opportunity to comment back or respond back. And I notice people coming back, which helps me understand of like, okay, this is the type of content that people want to see and they are enjoying it. You know, when I make content, I try not to focus so much on, oh, this is the video that's going to make me go viral or yeah. give me an opportunity or gain followers. Whenever I post something, I one, I look at what's the message I'm trying to deliver, which is my acti- activism side. Yes. Uh, is it disability related or LGBT related? What is the topic? And then number two, is it entertaining? Because... Yeah. You know, people have a short attention span, especially nowadays. So, is it going to be viewed all the way? You know, my three is I want um, people to feel like they can come back for to be entertained, and that's been really helping me gain an audience and a community. And you know, if this brings into other opportunities then that's great. But right now, I'm trying to focus on making sure I know what I'm providing is something I truly believe in and I'm comfortable, you know, showing it out there in the world. And is it going to bring positivity into the world? Um, And that's been helping me uh, with being consistent on social media is those points. Yeah, that's very true, yeah. And I can definitely say um, I was so against getting on TikTok, and I finally just got on there. And I would say it definitely has helped me, especially like with my mental, because I'm just like, huh, I feel like I'm the only one, you know, like trying to get employment. I have a job already, but, you know, trying to get like my career off the ground. But also, like, how do I you know, reach different people, like, to let them know, hey, so this is, like, what I've been going through, because also, I'm just like you, I want to do advocacy, um, I also want to, um, I'm, like, not only just, like, on people with disabilities, but I want to help, like, all type of people, because, you know, we both come from, like, foreign parent backgrounds, so I'm definitely into, like, immigration reform, I'm definitely into, um, like, prison reform because we all know there's a lot of people in jail right now that should not be. And so I want to do just all advocacy all around, but also when it was, like, education, I feel like, maybe just me, but I feel like I was duped a lot of times in school, especially with the whole IEPs. I feel like those were a waste of time, especially just for me, from my perspective, I feel like, you know, it was just such a waste. And I, it really, I feel like it delayed me so much with my education that I can't go back. And so now I'm having to play catch up 
I think I've I talked to this Pam about this and I feel like if they figured that out and so that's why I was like I definitely want to you know start with education because it starts when you're young if you don't get what you need when you're young then it's gonna take all the way until you're older to realize I didn't know I don't know how to freaking do any of this because instead of sitting in second grade class i'm sitting in another class using scissors why am i trying to learn how to use scissors i need to be learning how to use the clock how to count i need to learn how to tell time i don't need to use scissors i need to be learning how to tell time okay i should not be 27 years old looking at the time 5 10 15 20 25 i should be able to do that immediately but no I have to do that. I blame the education system because of it. Right. But, no, uh, I get it. It's, it's a disservice, really. It um, is. Because there's not that many resources. First of all, there's not that many resources when you're an adult with a disability. There's a lot when you're a kid. They're like, oh, you need help with this? Okay, well, oh, yes. help you with this, and then that way you can improve, and blah, blah, blah. But then also at the same time, if you're sheltered too much when you're younger, especially when you have a disability, yeah. when you're an adult, it's like you're throwing to the wolves. It's like, figure it out. Yes. <laughs> then, and be like, well, we gave you all the tools that you needed. But then, like, no, like, you overly sheltered us. Like, a lot of us with disabilities are overly sheltered. And then adulthood, it's already hard in itself. You know, dealing with capitalism and all these other things to worry about. With a disability, it's like no one prepares you for it. And I know there's certain things that they can't prepare you. Um, It's kind of like you have to experience it for yourself. But, yeah, there's no, like, real set reality of, like, even the whole mindset of, like, when you're a kid, oh, you can do whatever you put your set your mind to, which is great and all, but, like, also deal with the reality. Yes. The truth. Like, be realistic with me. That's why I speak with Pam. I was just like, well, Dr. Apple, excuse me. I was just like, yeah, I feel like I bet I don't know anything. I'm like, I have great social skills, and I definitely promote that to, like, my home life, my church life, and my school life. But when it comes to, like, having, I want to say, like, communication when it comes to... I think that's what it was. I was surrounded by too many adults as kids. I didn't know how to communicate, like, with children, like, our age. Because I'm like, yeah, we saw each other every day at school. But it was just like, mm, okay. Hold up, Pamela's about to cut off. Y'all, this has been the worst pod. I apologize. I promise when I get more money, it'll be better. But um, as we were saying before, technical issues before, uh, I was telling Pamela, I feel like we have great social skills, but I feel like it was harder for me to relate to kids because I feel like we were always surrounded by adults, you know? Yeah, glad I'm not the only one who has felt that because I'm the same way. Yeah, because I was just like, I felt like, and I felt like, you know, the older I had got, they're always just like, oh, you're so mature. Yeah, you're, you're such an old soul and I'm like uh yeah do you know what I've been surrounded by I'm like yeah I have my siblings and I had the kids my age and stuff 
but um, when you look at things in life like every day like 24 not 24 7 but majority of school life from the minute we started school um because i don't know if you know but i had fought for them to get me out of iep and i want to say it was my junior year in high school i said i don't want to be in this anymore i said i want to get out and we had a meeting was, um my dad was like well if she doesn't want to be in here i don't know why you guys keep uh, keep keeps letting her stay in here she said it multiple times like to remove her she doesn't want to be in here anymore this program i'm with her take her out uh, so i think i was 16 or 17 so we had a meeting with my dad principal and some other ip administrative people and i said you don't want to be in here i said no i don't want to be in here and I said, I understand y'all had, like, this whole plan set up for me. You guys were like, oh, we're going to give you extra time for tests. I'm done before a lot of the other kids. Okay. I'm like, okay. And I was just like, if we're being honest, uh, if we're being honest, baby, like, uh, I'm in AP classes versus a lot of your average students. But let's just put that out there. I said, I feel like you all are, because these once a month meetings, you're pulling me out. You're pulling me out. I'm like, I can't keep, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't feel it's benefiting me anymore because there's nothing I'm getting from it. But you sitting there asking me what I want to do in my future, you know? What do you want to do after high school? I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to college. And for that, I'm going to figure it out because... IEP really didn't do anything. When I was in elementary, I want to say it was beneficial. Uh Because it did help because a lot of their things were subjected to like, hey, let's figure out, you know. And I talked about it. A lot of their stuff was like technology-based, like how I can help you outside of the world in technology. And I was just like, but you have to realize, because mind you, I had prosthesis in like elementary and I stopped wearing them, I want to say like third grade. Uh And so yeah, that it flipped them like all the way off the scale because it was like, <laughs> you dirty little bastard, we made a plan. <laughs> so no. I was it's like, no, it's not working out. And I know it definitely pissed all the um the teachers off and therapists because they was like, we definitely set this plan up because you have prosthesis arm now you don't have your prosthesis. What are we gonna do? Then we gotta start from scratch. I would say when it came to that, it worked, but I was, I was just like thinking now I don't use like, for me personally, I don't use any, um, like adaptive equipment because I think because society has become, is so unadaptive for people with disabilities. I've had to like myself learn how to just adapt to the environment around me because at the end of the day, they've used so much technology with me that I, because one, when I tell you, when I was getting, trying to like get my license to drive, when I tell you they tried to put me through hell and high water that I gave up for a whole year because it was just the worst experience. I was like, I don't want to touch a car because this is going to, like the way they made it seem, it was just the hardest experience ever. And it really stressed me out and it depressed me because I was just like, there's no way 
Because in my head, I was just like, little people drive, all they do is get pedal extenders. Right. So all I'm doing is scooting my chair up three inches. What's the difference? <laughs> and they're like, oh, we need to... Because then there's this lady, and she was just like, if the airbag deploys, I said, ma'am, we're all designed to leave this earth at one point in time. If God says it's my time to leave when I'm in a vehicle, I just have to accept that. There's people that die in a bathtub. You understand? Like, why are you, why are you trying to put this fear in my head? Like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die in the car. I'm like, No. Like, let's not do that. Let's just be more supportive. And that's the thing. I was just like, she really pissed me off. And then I go and just take my own route. I said, let me go just buy me a car. And I'm going to do it the reverse way. And so I I bought a car. This is like mad start of pandemic 2020. I bought a car in 2020. And then I just went and I got the... I want to say the best part was, mind you, my dad was like, he's not really like, my family's like, it's not, we're not like, we're not going to talk about stuff. We're just, you do you, do me and stuff. That's why I think I have, we might have just a different space on life. I have like, um, like I don't have sympathy for anybody. Let me not say it like that. <laughs> I'm not really sympathy, but I don't like, you know how average people and they, See somebody in a wheelchair, see somebody with disability, they're like, oh my god, me, I'm oh just god, like, so me, I just be looking at them like, that bitch probably got more money than all of us, I don't feel bad for right. her, let her do what she needs to do, like, get out her way, she probably has 50 grand in the bank, I'm not feeling sorry for them at all, because there's nothing to feel sorry about, are you feeling sorry because you can't imagine yourself that way, or you feel sorry because you just know deep down inside you're not a good person. Oh. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> average. <thinking> okay, because <laughs> average people have this way of just being. And I definitely got to make a TikTok about it because this is why I don't like going to Walmart. I'll make a TikTok about it today later. But so I end up just buying the car. I only got a permit, right? So then I, that was my one thing was like, basically today, that's one thing I can appreciate about what the times is that they make a lot of advanced technology. So I was just like, Hey, you know, if I get a car that's really high tech, which I got a 2017 Jeep, it's not overly high tech. Um, it's not a Tesla. Let's just say that. (laughs) So uh, it's it's still, you know, it's something and I got that, you know, with foreign people, we, my dad hates American cars. American cars are the worst thing, come on, man. But I'm like, hey, dad, are you going to co-sign for me? No. So why are you talking? You didn't, okay, that's what I want to say. Just sit down and be the man next to the child getting the car. So, boom, I get it. The only thing I had to accommodate was the shift gear. That cost me $395. There's nothing else I had to accommodate. When I was trying to get my license before, this lady was trying to give me a steer knob. She was trying to send me to St. Louis to the high-tech driving course. That was going to cost me thousands of dollars. I had, I want to say, I had my car. I want to say, um, 
because the pandemic really shut down everything. So then I want to say, I don't think the same year I got my license. I think I did get my license that same year. So I was just driving with my permit, you know, with my dad and somebody in the car that had a license. And I was really just driving on the streets of Missouri as if I had a license. And so I go and take my driver's test. Mind you, this is average people world. I'm shitting bricks because they're looking at me like, what are you here for? And I'm like, I'm here for my test, girlfriend, getting the goddamn car. Yes. And so, <laughs> mind you, I got the Spanish lady, and she was so mean because when I was seeing the other kids take their tests and stuff, I was like, please don't give me this lady. She looks so mean. She looks so mean. So, mind you, today's car, a lot of cars, they have automatic uh, brakes. So, like, as soon as you turn the car off, the car will just brake itself. You know, in other cars, they have, like, the shift gear where you have to push the button and pull the brake. Like, if you're on a hill or anything like that. A lot of cars today, they're automatic. And so, she's telling me, well, where's the brake? I said, right here where this P is. Right here. So, before I can even drive, I got to push the P. She said, no, all cars have this. And I'm not... Pamela, I'm arguing with this lady that the... This is an automatic car. I've done nothing to change anything in this car. It came like this. Wow. And I were arguing. She's talking about, okay. Um, all right. And then we're driving and everything. It's like, are you able to see? And I was just like, I, you know, in my head, I'm like cussing her out because I'm just like, this is why I stay in the house because average people really make you just want to throw them outside the car while it's still in motion. <laughs> and, so, and so we get back up to the DMV part and she was like, okay, so this is what we got to work on, whatever. She said, but you passed. I started dancing and screaming. I cried. It was my first try. And I just kept, and like when I'm driving today, all I can think about is just like, and the audacity for these the state of Missouri to tell me I had to go through high hell, high water to get a license when there's people out here that have temp tax on their car from 2020 and I and I'm doing everything. See, this is what I tell you. Average people, will, they put us through hell or high water. Okay. They put us through a lot of shit just for us to get the basics, the, basics, the bare fucking minimum. Excuse my French. The bare minimum. And that was the other thing is also just that part just really stressed me out. And so now that I, I've completed it, I'm like, I'm happy I'm done with it. But I was just like, oh, my gosh, for, you know, like younger kids coming up. I'm like, I don't want them to go through like what I had to go through. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's it's not fun at all. And I didn't have, like, no support, so it was just me. So I was just, like, going through, like, all the emotions by myself. So I didn't have anybody, like, calling different departments and figuring out what to do. It was me. And so I was just like, what the hell am I doing? So, but that does lead back to, like, the whole IEP. Because they try to give us so much technology, it does interfere. So, like, when you try to put so much technology... Like, they had gave me, like, this one keyboard, like, this touch flat keyboard. I It took me forever how to even figure out how to type on there. You give me a regular QWERTY keyboard, I'm typing without any issues. So, I was just like, 
this is not helping me. You're actually hindering my process. And now I don't know how to look at a freaking clock because I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to use a keyboard. And that was my main, you know, argument with them. Like, take me out. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I'm done. Like, I feel like you all have hindered me more than you helped me. Like, you're talking about you giving me more time, but I'm doing a lot more than your average students who do the bare minimum. So, take me out. So, the education system. So, they took me out, and and it was like biting tooth and nails. So, that's one of the things I definitely want to. So, did you stay with an IEP all of high school? Well, for me, um, I unfortunately had to stay with um, doing the IP thing um, because I would miss a lot of school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would miss a lot of school, and then I would, like, really fall behind. And what was really upsetting, I think it was fifth grade, I had... Uh, a terrible accident happened, and so I missed the majority of fifth grade. And so when we did the kind of like the end of the year test thing that they do to see like, oh, how much you've improved. Oh and, yeah, whatever those yeah. things. Horrible. Um. Yeah, and then um also since it's fifth grade, they were kind of like, oh, let's see, you're like ready for middle school. Apparently, I did terrible. So much so to the point that they um, basically manipulated my parents into thinking that she's not a fair. Like, if she goes to the sixth grade, she'll fail and just never have a life and career. So, um, I had to repeat fifth grade. And let me tell you, I was so heartbroken because I really felt stupid. But it wasn't necessarily because I wasn't smart enough or whatever. It's just that. That whole year that I missed school, they were supposed to um, have a, a teacher or some type of um, homeschooling thing for me mm-hmm. uh, for the time that I was missing um, so I can, like, continue to learn all that I need to know as a fifth grader. And that whole year was a hot mess for, like, about once or so, no teacher was coming to my home. Um, and my parents, they didn't know English at the time. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, okay, my mom can be my teacher and teach me, you know, how to read and write and yeah. all these things. Like, she doesn't even know how to you know, write in English. Like, no. So she can't help me with, do my homework. And they're kind of like, you know, oh, your mom can help you in the meantime. I'm like, my mom doesn't know English. No. And then, um, you know, all these things that I need to do as a fifth grader. And then finally, they, um, the school was able to, I guess, pay for an extra teacher to uh, go to my home and teach me. But that was a hot mess because... I only had, like, air quote, school time, like, once a week or something like that. And it wasn't even long enough. I think it was, like, an hour. I don't know. It was, like, really quick. That's not school. And 
And so I basically was not really learning anything that year. Um, and then on top of that, you know, I was speaking Spanish all, all the time at, at my home. And then, yeah. you know, then when I'm all of a sudden going back to school with English, then they just want me to all of a sudden be this great writer as a fifth grader. Um, and so I ended up feeling everything apparently and I had to repeat the fifth grade. Um, and then when I got to high school, um, it did help me in the sense of like, if I went to miss school, Missing um, I had like extra time and things like that. And I didn't know until I got to college that I probably, I know like it's just like this thing going on in the world where like self-diagnosing, but I can basically say I probably have dyslexia um, because I have a hard time reading and focusing on one word at a time. It's very difficult. You are not alone. Yeah, and for a long time, I thought, like, maybe I'm just just not smart. For a long time, I really felt that way. Because I'm like, dang, like, they want me to be, like, an average kid, like, already know these things and and all this stuff. And I didn't when a lot of it, one, I was missed to school because of my health. And then, so, that's common sense. If you're not going, going to school every day like an average kid, um then obviously you're just not going to be in the same, like, curriculum, you know? And then number two, uh, they were just so focused on my health, which I understand, you know, my body was falling apart a lot (laughs) as a kid. Um, They didn't consider, oh, maybe she does need extra help on reading and writing because she probably has dyslexia. Like, I was just never tested for that. Until I looked it up, and every single thing of what dyslexia is or whatever, I have. And I struggle with. And so I started using, like, techniques of what people with dyslexia use to yeah. like, read and write. And I started incorporating that when I was, you know, studying and, and writing essays and doing tests at in college. And it helped me so, so much. So I'm like, wow. So the IP for me, it helped me in a sense of just, just staying above water. But at the same time, they really didn't go all out um, yeah. for what they really needed me to do. Because they kind of made it as a, it was my issue kind of thing. Like, you're the problem, you know, when in reality it's like, Okay, y'all say y'all going to provide me an in-home teacher, but for a long time, y'all debating for the school district to find someone for like a month or two or so, and then I finally get that teacher, and she's only coming to my home like once a week for like a few hours to an hour, and so yeah, so then... Uh, for a while there, I just was like, dang, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to college. Um, but I was like, you know what, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and so I started 
doing my research on my own, on trying to go to college and all this, and now I have a bachelor's degree, but it was... I called Thank you. It was uh, another, you know, struggle there in, in that department in regards to um, transportation and you know, all this other things. But I kind of like was like you. I was like, you know what? I'm going to advocate myself because it's not working. And mm-hmm. I understand, especially like, you know, those air quote special ed teachers, they go to school on how to teach and how to do this and this and that. But they don't really truly pay attention to what the students really need sometimes. Yes. And yes. I get it that you went to school for this and blah blah blah. Yeah. But <laughs> listen <laughs> listen to what we really need because we're the ones with the disability. Yes. So you might be thinking, Oh, this is going to be helpful for everyone who are lifts you know, don't have limbs or anyone who is blind, you know, this is a great resource or tool when one side does not fit all. Okay. And so instead of forcing us to do X, Y, Z, because, you know, studies show that if you do this, you're going to be successful. Well, also pay attention when you're being told it's not working out because at the end of the day, you don't have a disability. So yes. you're not the one that has to do these things. And number two, once we get out into the real world, you know, nobody cares. This whole extra time and a test and all these things, the world does not have that. It does not. That's just, it doesn't. So we also have to learn how to survive without these accommodations. It's messed up because there should be accommodations. But what you, like you did, I have to just face the fact that not everything is going to be accessible. So I am either have to be prepared, do my research on wherever I go to make sure that place is accessible and just not go. Mm-hmm. Or number two, if I do go, how can I make it work for me? Yeah. Because unfortunately people don't care. No, they <laughs> so really don't. Care. So we just don't want to have to figure it out to live. No, it's very true and Every day, it's definitely a struggle, and um, I don't think I don't think it'll ever be anything perfect to the T for anybody in the world. But it would be nice if you know if there were more people creating universal designs uh, for us. Is it's, it's universal design? It's literally universal. So mm-hmm. it actually benefits people without disabilities. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, I would say ramps, for example, on um, sidewalks. Okay. You might think, well, I don't need it because I can walk. Well, if you if you have a stroller mm-hmm. and you have a baby in the stroller, that ramp is going to come in handy for you, for you to safely, you know, roll your baby around the streets. So... That ended up being accommodated for those in wheelchairs, but also for anybody else who was, say, you know, pushing the baby in the stroller. So they don't just think about these things. They just think, well, you know, not that many disabled people are around here. Well, a lot of the times we're not around because it's not accessible. So why why are we going to show up? Right. And it's not accessible. So it's not because we don't exist or we don't need to go in these areas. 
It's just that we don't go because we know that it's not acceptable. <laughs> like, I get this a lot. When, one time I went to this, like, really cold bar that my friend and I went to uh, back in Kansas City. And um, she's also a wheelchair user. And they were like, oh, we're so sorry. So the accessible entrance was at the back of the bar, not the front, like everybody else. It's at the back. Like, we, we should be hidden or mm-hmm. in, like, kind of 1800s kind of thing where, like, we're peasants and we have to be hidden. So, um, it's at the very back. And, and they literally told us, oh, you know, technically we don't use this entrance that much because we don't get that many wheelchair users. And we're kind of like, oh, I wonder why. Okay. I wonder why, <laughs> you know, I wonder why people don't come here with disabilities because it is a hassle so we didn't call back it was fun and everything and they try to do their best to make it accessible because online it was accessible it didn't say accessible you know ramps and i'm like okay and then we got there and then accessible entrance is at the back and mind you mind you here's another kicker the entrance not only is it at the back but the air quotes ramp was not actually a ramp. It was a wooden board that wasn't even attached. So they had to pin it down with their body weight. So when we would go up the ramp, the thing wouldn't swing off and wouldn't blow off the wooden thing. So y'all, y'all lied in the accommodation thing on your website because that's not a real ramp. Oh, yeah. This... That was unsafe, actually. Oh, they'll always lie. Average people be lying just to lie. I don't know what for, but they just be lying. And that's what, like, my other thing uh, was. Because I was just like, do you know? Because I was telling people, like, you didn't do anything all day. Like, why are you so tired? I'm like, because my brain works 24 freaking 7 versus yours. You don't have to think like I think. I'm like, I have to plan my day out in my head and where I'm going to go and how I'm gonna, how it's going to happen because there's going to be something that's going to block me from trying to, you know, advance in my day. It's, there's always an obstacle, and i got to be mentally prepared for that. So my brain has to work ten times faster than yours because i got to figure out if I'm stuck in some shit, excuse me, i got to figure out how I'm going to get out of it. Okay? And so, versus you, you're just going to continue on with your day. Me? No. I can't. I go to, I wake up thinking about stuff. Versus, let me just say like this. When I was in college, I had to do that. I was always mentally drained at K-State. And also when I was in Chicago. Because not everywhere, I would say that, was universal. But there was, majority of a lot of places did have like advanced universal stuff. Uh, but, like, I feel like now, like, I'm in Missouri, I'm like, if I do have to go out, if it's not, like, my normal places, a.k.a. Target, shout out to Target, sponsor us. Um, if it's not yeah, Target <laughs> or, like, Sephora or Ulta, the places I know how the setup is, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, shit, I got to go somewhere new. Then I got to, like, mentally think, like, how the building looks. I look at doorknobs versus, like, other people. Like, they don't have to look at doorknobs. That's why I tell people. Me, too, because my hand joints are just really bad. So, yeah. doorknobs is also a struggle for me, too. That's the first like, thing I, I look like at doorknobs. is I look at I doorknobs. <laughs> I look at doorknobs. And if I see a doorknob and I'm like, 
what the fuck? Like, oh, who has that? I'm like, why don't you guys have a handle? Who the hell still uses doorknobs today? And I got a doorknob on my door right now, but I'm at home, so it's different. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, just figure it out. And so I was just like, society is, and I tell people this all the time, society is not made for, oh, here comes the timer again. Society is not made for minorities and people with disabilities because there's always going to be an obstacle in our way and it's never going to be, there's nothing that's put in place for us. There always has to be some kind of mass tragic event that makes something, you know, possible for us or it brings it to light. Or like if, let's instance, let's say if a school, Lord forbid, you know, with um, disabilities, all the elevator breaks, then they're going to be like, we need to start making elevators a priority in all schools and all areas. It takes a school breaking down that has nothing but students with elevators students with nothing but disabilities and wheelchairs for y'all to realize that everywhere you go there needs to be some type of elevator you need to have some type of backup available because you can't carry everybody down because some reason y'all always think people in wheelchairs you just pick them up you can't well i don't know why your mind thinks like that but yeah. you shouldn't think My like chair that is a, was like 400 pounds i yeah. kid you not they really think, oh, we can just carry, they literally, every single time when that happens, they say, oh, well, we can just carry you down. First of all, no. my chair weighs so much to the point that you'll need four people, and good luck. You're heavy. Yeah. I hope none of you get hurt, No. and my chair <laughs> comes down in one piece. And oh, then number two, it's expensive. I might be small, but, you know, I'm thick, you know? And, okay. and, the, and then on the third point is, my bones are not average so you can actually hurt me by carrying me down these flight stairs so i don't know why i keep thinking the option of carrying a human being plus their devices downstairs is like a good plan b it's not maybe an emergency but if you know that you haven't updated your elevator in a million years yeah no shit it's going to have a lot of issues don't wait until the last minute to be like oh maybe we should upgrade it yeah you think <laughs> right, like use some common sense they don't think like that and i would say like we don't despise average people because there are a lot of average people and i gotta talk fast because this stupid thing coming up again i won't waste too much of our time today Pamela. and um they just don't really there are average people who make um universal things and a uh, quick thing um bank of america I, a lot of people hate them. I despise them too, but they were the only bank um, that had uh, kind of like the wallet. So, you know, I can't use the ATM because you got to like stick the card in and pull it out. Uh-huh. And there's, it's the way it's made was not for people like me. Okay. And they have a lot of their ATMs, a lot of ATMs when you go to them, they're up high too, right? Like I still can see, reach and do everything. But still, it's the card issue. And so they have it to where you can start a deposit on your mobile phone. And when you get to the ATM, you just like, kind of like when you're doing Apple Pay, you just kind of do it that way. So you don't have to use your card. Oh, cool. I appreciate that. And that helped me a lot more just advancing. And also with, you know, getting gas. That was like, every time I get gas, I get anxiety. I don't know why. 
but that was like my biggest thing. I was like, why am I getting a car? How am I going to get gas? That means I got to go into the store every time versus, you know, because I can't use the thing. I pull up to Quick Trip one day. I see Apple Pay. I started crying. I don't know why, but I saw that and I was like, oh my goodness, finally something where I don't have to use a card. And so, universal. Or someone else. Yeah. Your you know, I was like, oh yeah. my goodness. I, I don't have to think about this anymore. Like, it's the small thing. The people, the stuff that average people don't think about that right. we like rejoice over and it's dumb to them, but it makes sense to us. They'll never understand until, mm-hmm. Lord forbid, something happens to them. And then they're like, oh, like, I see why this and this happens. I'm like, it shouldn't take you or someone in your family to have a disability for you to start considering, you know, universal. But average people only think one way. So that's yeah. their way. And so we're coming to the end of this. And um, what are your final thoughts? What do you want to tell average people? <laughs> Born people, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, you know, it, it, just a disclaimer: we we don't we don't dislike you, average folks. It's just that we just would appreciate y'all to be a little bit more mindful and listen to us. You know, just the same as you know, white folks always trying to over talk um, on black issues, and they're not just sitting that they don't sit down to listen to what's really going on. Um, same thing, you know, really listen to disabled voices and what we truly need and the whole toxic positivity of like you know inspirational porn and we're not here to inspire you we're here to live just like anybody else and, okay uh yeah so don't be out here staring at us because we out here we are out here grocery shopping and you're like oh wow what an inspiration like i'm just trying to get some milk and eat okay, okay. <laughs> Helen's been my friend since we was little cheering with big old heads and crusty and runny nose. I know. Okay. Okay. Before we knew what scissors were, that's how long we've been friends. And yes, definitely indeed. I always tell people, um, I don't want to be called no um, inspiration. You're motivational. Baby, ain't no human on this earth has ever inspired me. I'll be straight up. No human has ever inspired me. You know why? Because no human should ever inspire another human. Inspiration comes from within. Ooh. Why? That's a nice note. You know, I've never, only person, you know what? Rihanna has inspired me to be, to always give bad bitch energy. I'm just going to put it yes. out there. Only Rihanna, yes. okay? Only Rihanna. The rest of y'all, you, you're you giving me bare minimum. You're giving me... <laughs> try harder. Try harder like that. Try harder, you know? If you want it, if you're saying I'm inspirational, my cash app's in my TikTok. 
So do something like that, okay? <laughs> Drop some coins, give us some money, okay? Because that's the only thing that's inspirable, okay? Yeah, fund my wheelchair dance. Fund, fund <laughs> us for being, first of all, you're in the presence of greatness. You're just too dumb to notice that. I'll just say that. But <laughs> we definitely appreciate y'all listening. Uh, did you want to um, uh, put your tags in, tell your Instagram, TikTok? Yes, thank you. Um, so you can follow me on TikTok, Hesa Mela. That is J E S A M E L A, and then on Instagram is Hesa Mela Official, and that is the same spelling and it would be official. So yeah, those Perfect. are my two accounts. Perfect, and I'll also um tag them on my SoundCloud link, and I'm also gonna post on tiki talk well not the audio and stuff but you know that the potty get yeah, more views I stuff. A lot, so. yes we gotta get more views <laughs> but that is the um end of the potty um we definitely appreciate y'all listening um i know i know y'all think like oh y'all really just just like average people ain't nobody tell y'all be born like this ain't nobody tell you be born like that okay no one told you to be average being average Oh, oh my goodness, you're basic. I'm kidding. No. I could never. <laughs> I could never. Like, the fuck? I'm kidding. No, but um, it's not this. We don't despise average people, as Pamela said. We just want you all to be better. If you don't know, um, one, I'm not opposed to questions, but I also feel there's uh, boundaries. I'm getting to the point where I am going to start charging people because if you feel I'm an inspiration, my pockets need to be inspired as well. But um, <laughs> yes. we definitely appreciate you all listening. Um, please uh, comment, share um, to your fellow average people. Um, we appreciate y'all and don't be shy. Thank you all for listening. Toodaloo. Thank you. Take care.